Alright guys, today we are covering Family Ties, the short story in the collection also called Family Ties, and let's talk about Carl Jung with the idea that the meeting of two personalities is like the contact of two chemical substances. If there is any reaction, both are transformed. Talking about that today with Clarice Lispector coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Codex Cantina where I am Una. And I cannot sing Family Ties Crypto. <laughs> if you are new to the Codex Cantina, we go deeper into the literature that we read, bringing out the themes and interpretations. If you are down for videos like that, please hit the subscribe button. And as always, we start off with publication information. And this story, Family Ties by Clarice Lispector, was published in 1952 in Alagon Contos. And then it was published again in 1960 in Family Ties. Now, our version was translated by Ben Moser, but you may see some quotes on the screen from Giovanni Pontiero in terms of translation. In terms of plot, Katerina takes her mother, Severina, to the train station after she stayed with them for two weeks. It was pretty stressful. She go home. Son calls her ugly. They go on a walk. Dad freaks out a little bit. And that's the story. <laughs> it's, this is like the perfect allegory for like my Thanksgiving dinners with my family, I feel like sometimes. Ouch. <laughs> Very awkward the whole time. No. All you're doing is looking at your watch, thinking what time I get to leave. Uh, well, maybe I should say some people's Thanksgiving. I guess ours isn't that awkward, but it's it's the the trope of wow, this family has some things they need to talk about, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that uh, a lot of times that when we go places or whatever, we always look at each other. My wife and I'd be like. What's the exit strategy? What's time? What's the time? And we always have a time that we have to go. So maybe we're those people too. Dude, that's that's just like Katerina and her dad, right? Like, yep. She's like, hey, like, I got a secret communication wink with my dad that we know how to. We get each other. Mom doesn't get us, but we get each other. Like that, you're literally those characters in that story right there. Yeah, yeah. But doesn't everybody have an oppressive mother? No, I'm just kidding. I'm teasing mom. I love you. She watches the videos. Just teasing. <laughs> I love my Thanksgivings. <laughs> I do love Thanksgiving, actually. All right. So Severina, okay, a name that means stern or serious. Could have fooled me on that one, right? But but in English, it almost sounds like Sever, too, Severina. And that's what she's doing with this family. She comes over for two weeks. Everybody is high strung, right? Okay, so let's, let's see how the mom changes all these relationships, right? So when she's around the little boy, she showers him with affection. And what's the results of that? Tony, who had never really given much attention to his son's sensibility, began to make sly digs at his mother-in-law for protecting the child. And the son becomes like high strung from all the affection that they talk about too. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of changing their relationship because of an external factor. And then Antonio himself, or Tony, depending on your translation, he feels pressure from calling her Severina as a modern mother-in-law. And then as soon as she leaves, what's that do? By changing the presence of her in the room, the family ties are broken with her leaving. He now resorts back to his usual Saturday activity of reading a book. Yeah, so it severs that relationship and allows him to move on to his natural state. His mother-in-law doesn't just change his schedule, it changes his state to your point as well. Both of these characters have already admitted they became more high-strung with her around, which, I mean, mother-in-law's a little... I mean, not my mother-in-law, but... <laughs> <laughs> good save good save right. and then we have severina and katarina which i think is probably one of the more interesting scenes and i think what my favorite part of those two 
was when they had the sudden breaks, right, when they were traveling, and they were thrown into each other. And that's when you kind of had, like, the, the quote with the Severina with a physical intimacy long since forgotten. And, you know, we went over earlier about how her and her dad had that connection. We can see now that she never had that connection with her mother. Whenever her mother is there, she feels strained. Her personality changes when she's in the same room. Yeah, exactly. I think this is where I start to see that there is kind of that stereotype that Lispector is writing of that relationship of mother and daughter. And I think this is where a lot of people can start to have trouble understanding the story, especially if you're a male or you don't have that relationship as a mother-daughter. It can be tough to kind of grasp what's going on here between these two. All right, we have this quote, whoever marries off a son loses a son, but whoever marries off a daughter gains a son. I think this is the heart of the story right off that Clarice is obviously having a very heavy tone of sexism and and male and female it's very apparent that she's saying that there seems to be a double standards here for marriage well it also points out that relationships can change right like you're with this girl hey maybe you acted different than when you were with your mom at least i would hope that you act a little different because that would be super awkward (laughs) this i feel like is also recognizing that relationships can change based on who you're with at the time too like it's it's accepting the malleable form of who we are as people when we're around others is that a fair statement too? oh for sure definitely and i think that this kind of hits on it that based on your sex and who you're with you will then wear these different masks so to speak and you will put on these different personas depending when you're around and i know that I do this. I know that my wife has talked about do this where we get into teacher mode when we're around people we don't know. So we no cursing, no bringing up things that are, you know, hot button topics. And we go into this certain like vibe of how we're going to behave around certain individuals. We as an American society, okay, we prioritize individualism so much. I am who I am because of what I did. It has nothing to do with what was given to me or some advantage that was passed down. I, as an individual, earn things is so ingrained to everything that we do. And collectivism, you know, something that you see more in Asian countries or in communism, it's not the same thing where it's we've accomplished these things. I've achieved what I have because we work towards something. And that's a pretty big difference, right? As, an, as individualists, we talk about putting on masks, right? I, as an individual, put this mask on with you, but I don't think that's the story that Clarice is projecting here. I feel like these people are literally changing who they are, how they feel based on who they're with, which is much different than I feel like what a predominant American reader would experience or think about what their experiences are when they're interacting with different people, right? They're, Here comes my boss. I got to put my worker face on, right? Well, yep. that's true. But don't you also feel a little nervous when your boss comes around? There's more to him being in the room and impacting you than you want to admit, most likely. Yeah, definitely. And I think this brings it back around to what you said with kind of names at the beginning is that a lot of times when we're trying to incorporate people into our families, especially like a mother-in-law or father-in-law, in the day, back in the day, you called them mom and dad and they became like a second mom and dad to you. And here we see it where they keep with the names mm-hmm. and that's like they're trying to keep this distance between their relationship. And I think that adds to the strain of the relationship. It makes there's kind of unease between them because they're still on this impersonal relationship between the two. Well, the mom kept calling, in, in my translation, she kept calling the son 
thin and highly strung, which sounds an awful lot like the relationships that Severina has with everyone. Yeah, so that probably says more about her than it does actually the relationship itself. So let's go back to this mask, okay? So let's let's pretend I'm wearing a mask, right? And let's pretend it's like like a real encompassing one, so I have a very restricted view, okay? You could say that that's my vantage, okay? I, I am restricted in what I am able to see, and this is my experience. In the same way we talked about if a boss were to walk up, there's always that joke you see in movies where like they're talking funny about the boss, making fun of him, and everybody stops laughing, and he goes, he's standing right behind me, isn't he, right? It's once your vantage, your view, awareness of what's around you, do you change the the perception and relationship of who you are out there, right? And I feel like you can get a little bit of that. This this is kind of what sold this, this experience for me on the story, which is why I think it's a rather interesting story, is the vantage points and usage of windows, okay? The usage of the word eyes in my translation was used 18 times in these six pages, okay? Clearly. That's a lot. Clearly. Clarice wants you to be, okay, what do eyes represent to our family ties? What do they represent to our relationships? And I think this is her positioning this story from a vantage standpoint. Like many of her stories, she typically writes from like a middle upper class woman. And we get, you know, Katarina for two thirds of the story, but then our vantage shifts to Antonio. Yeah, exactly. And that kind of changes because we don't know what's going on. Well, and each of them talk about how through eyes they're experiencing things, right? So Katarina didn't want to meet eyes with her mom, didn't want to connect with her mom. Her eyes blinked in surprise, meaning she would, her vantage, what she saw, she was literally surprised of what's happening. Antonio wouldn't raise his eyes from his book. They talked about how he liked having his family home but it was him time. He just didn't want to look at them, right? All of the, all of all how these eyes are being used is be expressing the relationships in the story. Katarina and her father secretly winked at each other to communicate secretly with you know while while uh, the mom was still there. And when Katarina leaves the house with the boy at the end after he calls her ugly again, a visual look. What is what does she do? She looked straight forward when she was walking out. She didn't want to see Tony and you know Antonio. She was she was focused on this is what I'm going to do right now. And you'll notice when the mom's pulling away, how do they view each other? Through the train window. Yeah. Again, something that restricts your vantage and your viewpoint, right? We have the quote, they exchanged frightened glances. Suitcases carried on a porter's head interrupted their view, and a youth running past caught Catherine's or Katerina, by the arm as he went. So again, these are things that are distracting their glance, their, their their connection with each other. And as soon as she's gone, as soon as she's left, suddenly Katerina feels relief, right? She feels young. She feels lively because she is no longer connected. Her vantage is no longer connected with her mother. And the same thing happens with Antonio when, Kath- when Catherine Katerina leaves the house. He looks out the window at her. And that's when he starts to become stressed when he sees them leaving. And that's when he kind of sits down and is waiting. And he's like, what are we going to do when we get back? Oh, you know, again, if you think about the relationship not connecting, what are they going to, what's he planned to do to, to reconnect with them once they return? Do you remember? I don't remember. Go to the cinema where everybody's oh, looking yeah. at the same thing in the same way that he wants them around, but he doesn't want to connect with them directly. His ties with his family is thin and highly strong too, in the same way that 
the sun's being described. So for me, this is all about how your reality is based on your perception of what you think's around. And it's more than just wearing a mask. I think you literally feel and change who you are as a person, not as a mask onto who you are. You become a different person in order to relate with other people. Yeah, I totally agree. I just add two things there real quick. I think that like with the eyes and how we relate to people is that it gives a lot of power to people. When you're a little kid and you get in trouble, what what does your mom or dad maybe do you? You look at me. You look at me at the eye. Mm -hmm. Or when Mm -hmm. you have to apologize, what do you do when you have to say sorry? Your parents will tell you, you look them in the eye when you say you're sorry so they know that you mean it because it's giving that power over and creating that relationship because there is a lot of emotion in the eyes of people. And the other thing I think that with this here is that your perception of who you're around can always change. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times with like when you're around certain people and we call this yuck yuck with like your boss at work is that it's not necessarily maybe how you will change, but it, what it brings out inside you. And I think that's one thing Lispector is trying to point out here as well is that these relationships are going to show you the true you as you build those relationships with different people. Yeah, I I definitely think this is a story. It's going to connect with some people that see that. I think it happens to everyone. And maybe you put a different opinion or word behind it. But I think this is is a story that can help you dig to the deeper roots of what does it mean and why do you act differently between different people. I, I would say maybe in future stories we'll talk more. Maybe this isn't the best one to talk about feminism and and that role because because she seems to have this element in all of her stories right where the women in particularly 1960s 1950s brazil are more in a subservient role than a role of servitude of doing things for males i think you see elements of that too but she kind of almost flips it a little bit here with antonio becoming a little bit more insecure when the mom takes over with the parenting and kind of takes the son out i think you see a little bit of a commentary there too with a little bit of a role reversal in terms of the woman taking over Yeah, and that maybe she's saying, hey, you don't have to be scared of this. This is going to be okay. It's just depend on what your relationship with that woman is going to be of whether it's going to be positive or negative. All right, guys, if you enjoyed today's conversation, please hit that subscribe button and make sure you leave down a family emoji if you had some fun with it. Crypto, what are your ratings going to be for this story today? I think I'm going to be very split on this one. It doesn't happen too often where I'm going to give a very high rating for uh, analytical. I think there's a lot here for uh, feminism and uh, a lot about, you know, women in the, the 1950s and 60s. I think there's a lot here about relationships and masks and who we are and how we hide who we are. I think there's a lot of good stuff we discussed today, but I didn't enjoy this story too much. So for an enjoyment standpoint, probably going to give this like four and a half uh, literary analysis, more like an eight. So it averages out to what, like six, six and a half. Okay. I think I'm going to go for an overall rating of 7.5. I agree this was lower on the enjoyment side, but I really liked what it had to say. And I think this can pull out things for people that maybe are in this bucket. There's a story out there for everyone. If this is for you, please consider checking it out. With that said, guys, we hope you enjoyed today's conversations. We post videos two to three times a week. Hit that subscribe button to join us on the adventure. Una out. Peace.